Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Devils in the Podcast. The Devils have been released for your auditory pleasure. This is episode four, and with me today is Manos, the Overlord. Hi there. I have Plebbles, also known as Plebbles. Hey, how's it going? And TFX Community Manager. By the way, Plebbles is also one of our training reviewers. Hello again. All right. It's great to have everyone. So, Manos, how have you been doing over the last week? Um, I've been doing great. There's a lot of stuff to do for the group right now that I technically don't have to do, but I kind of want to do. I want to get us moving forward. So, um, yeah. Yeah, we've set up a lot of stuff in the in the background, so we're getting somewhere. Are you allowed to talk about it at the end of the podcast? Def- definitely, <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, there are some things that we'll announce once they're ready, basically. But um, as many people may know, we have set up a Patreon account. So if you want to support us that way, you can find us at patreon.com slash DITD and uh, make a little pledge there. However big or small, it helps either way. Um, we have some standing uh, costs that we have to shoulder ourselves at the moment. And we've been discussing getting sponsorships for the podcast. But I kind of don't want to have advertisement segments in here where we talk about how great Skillshare is or something like that. Um, so we were kind of hoping that using Patreon, we could circumvent that and um, keep this thing ad-free and all other things we're going to do. Um, another thing we're working on currently is um, we've secured a domain, but the website isn't quite ready yet. So we'll announce that once uh, we are ready to go. But um, that's great news. We have the domain and we can start working on it in the background. Yeah, and uh, lots of other things I'm not quite willing to talk about yet. Oh, well, thank you. That was very informative. A little bit of a side news. Definitely listen to the podcast. You know, if you want to stay updated, you no know, plebbles. I bet you've had a great week. Tell us about it. Oh yeah, yeah, I've had a great week. I, I just got back and playing Fallout Four modded. Um, it's a lot of crazy mods. A lot of them are unnecessary that I've been using, of course. But you know, I can't, I can't pass down the stupidest of mods, like you plebbles. know, weapons plebbles. that look mods. like teddy bears. <laughs> I must ask you, how many nude mods do you have installed? I have zero, as I like to play video games with, uh, you know, certain immersion, certain realism. I mean, you know, that could also be realistic in the wasteland too. But humans I like to are nude under their clothes, after all. That is true, but I like to keep those things, those two things, separate. If I'm going to go, you know, the nude <laughs> route, I want to go all in on a nude game. <laughs> That's just me, though. Understandable. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm, I'm sure if you want a recommendation for one of those, the lovely reviewer uh, Banana will have plenty of suggestions. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, she's already suggested three different ones. <laughs> <laughs> One of which I'm not even sure how Steam would allow, but yeah. <laughs> well, Steam's basically said as long as it's not minors, they're fine. So I see. But yeah, other than that, though, nothing too crazy. Um, uh, I, w- I was planning on visiting family. That didn't go too good. Um, mostly oh. with the yeah public transportation being halted with the virus and. Uh, Last but not least, I'm almost finished with my SpongeBob SquarePants long name review. So, other than that, pretty good. Excellent. And TFX, <laughs> how are you doing, man? You just got promoted to a full time reviewer. Very proud of you. Very proud. Congratulations, by the way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, finally. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's it's an honor to be like a reviewer. I mean, Maris and Alvi and others helped me a lot. And you, of course, Gadget. So, thank you guys. 
And as for this week, um, I mean, was satisfactorily, you know, didn't yeah. do like a lot of stuff, yeah. just work and play a few games and that's all. I mean, that's good enough, you know, no real bad things happening. To, yeah. <laughs> just, you know, kind of meh, kind of meh. That's what we need. That's what we need, you know, especially in this time, trying time. Yeah, yeah. And I guess, and I guess you have to fill that void that um, Death Stranding left behind. That's true. That's going to be hard. <laughs> he needs a new gray game. <laughs> Good old gray game TFX. So, what gray game are you playing TFX lately? Got to know. Uh, let's see. Mirror's Edge. I just finished it yesterday, and now Find I'm trying gray. to get. What's that? It's a little bit gray. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and right now, I'm playing an indie game called Die Young. <laughs> oh, I've also seen that. Probably one. gray. Also, probably yeah, gray. It, That's it a survival gray, game, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, Wait so definitely choice. gray. <laughs> exactly. Alrighty. Um, I know this week I've been playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I've put a lot of time into it, even though it just came out yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> um, it's just so much fun. I'm so glad that. Uh, Sony is starting to w- be willing to send some ports over because, man, is it a good game. Yeah, also, I agree 100%. Really nice gateway, too, because it leads to the opportunity and possibility, rather, I guess is a better word, for other games from their uh, exclusive library to be released. Sony, give me Bloodborne. <laughs> I knew yeah, this was coming. Yeah, Bloodborne. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, uh, I love, I love Bloodborne. But I do agree, it's a great game. I've played it on the PS4. I haven't yet bought it um, on Steam, but I might, depending on whether or not someone else on the group is going to review it. Me. Okay, well, great. Don't steal it. I shan't. <laughs> excellent. All right, who's up next? Oh, yes, uh, we have the excellent reviewer, Spobbles, with us. Hello. Uh, how are you doing, Spob? I'm good. I'm very tired. That is good to hear that you are good, and I'm sorry that you're tired, but too bad. You're with us on mm-hmm. the podcast now. What have you been playing? Well, I've been playing a bit of Aragami, which is a pretty old game now, but one I completely skipped over. Nice little co-op stealth. Alright, so first topic for this week is uh, the new Avengers game. Got a lot of controversy and flack because Spider-Man PlayStation only. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that the hard way, which is by having Jim Sterling rant about it. <laughs> yeah, that is the hard way. But, um, I mean, he's definitely right. Um, barring content from two-thirds of the of the customers like that is never a great move. And, I mean, I wouldn't have to care too much because I have the PS4. I have Spider-Man on the PS4. I would probably have bought it on the PS4 either way, but it's just never a good business practice to do it like that. It's not like Sony is giving better or more content to their customers, but they are basically keeping the content from others because they have the yeah. rights to Spider-Man and they're saying, nope, you can't have it. Right, they're hogging them, yeah. It hurts like, my feelings on a level I didn't think it would be able to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Activision with Call of Duty Modern Warfare. They, uh, what's it called? they made something exclusive for PlayStation for one year. What is it? Mm-hmm. Spec Ops. Time exclusive or something like that? Yeah, Spec Ops. Survival. Yeah. I mean, that really does suck too, but 
so far, I haven't heard anything about this being a timed exclusive. I think yeah, they're just I'm, keeping them forever. Yeah, I'm okay with uh, timed exclusives, whatever. They'll they'll come to the platform I want anyway. But man, yeah, uh -huh. he's just like straight up not coming to PC or Xbox. So <laughs> right, which is not cool. Especially since Avengers is supposed to be one of those live services, right? They are going to support it for years to come, and for years yeah, to come, more others have yeah. to have to not get Spider-Man. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's so awful. I mean, it's the same price on PC and Xbox, and you just get less content for sixty dollars. Exactly. So, I mean, it's just I just don't think they're in the right there, which sort of leads into the next topic. Sony has already said basically this is going to be something they're working on for a long while, and uh, gamers need to get over it. You mean outside of the Avengers game? Yes, they they have released a public statement saying this is just basically the first of many, and gamers need to get over it. So this will make them popular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're going to get so much support. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, uh. I, I just don't think I can agree with it. I'm I'm okay with it just being like a stupid costume. Like, oh, he's got Horizon Zero Dawn bow as Hawkeye. <laughs> but like to gate off complete like areas or characters in the game is just, yeah, not going and to I'm, go over well. Right. And I mean, how is it going to work out story-wise if you have to cut it from the other two systems, but the story has to work the same way? So basically all the Spider-Man chapters in the PS4 and PS5 versions are going to be irrelevant to the story? Uh, That's yeah. not going to be great either. Maybe just an uh, extra character. Yeah, I'm worried. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they're going to go one of two options, at least from what I'm gathering. Either one, they're just going to flat out cut out all the, uh, like the story, you know, driven cutscenes for uh, Spider-Man, some side character, or they're going to have him still in the story. You just can't play as him. That would suck even more, in my opinion, because then you're reminded every time he comes on the screen that you can't use him because you're not playing PS4. Yeah, that would be pretty awful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's awful either way. Yeah, it at would this just point, be worse, at this point, there's opinion. little possibility of redemption unless they say, "Well, it's only time timed exclusive, and in, in a year you're gonna have him." Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was really hoping they were making a good choice for bringing things to PC, and now I'm a little bit not so sure yeah. because now they're going the scummy yeah. direction again. It, it sounds like it's two rise. different companies, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's so weird. It is it really, really strange. It really is. It's almost like they're divided in half. One believes this, other believes that. Yeah. The um, different denominations of Sony. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess when you get that big as a company, you're just going to always end up it's going to always end up with the right hand not knowing what the left hand is doing. True, which yeah. causes these sort of issues. Yeah, um, more people and divisions, yeah, you have to keep in contact. It's also kind of weird and somewhat emblematic how it's always the marvel properties that get to suffer from this it, it was the same with spider-man in the movie universe which was very a rocky road let's say it still is a rocky road i mean the third movie was stopped in production because marvel and uh, sony exactly. couldn't come to a deal well temporarily it's it's temporarily contract, right i have no idea about that and i really hope so because it would be really disappointing if it was just canceled because sony's being sony from what I've heard, um, it was cancelled for a bit and then got back on track like, I don't know, half a year ago, some something like that, because Tom Holland was on a phone call with 
someone at Sony, one of the high arps, and was crying. <laughs> Drunkenly crying, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> wow, literal crying. <laughs> I don't know. He just seems to really care about Spider Man. I mean, of course, I'm sure he doesn't like that he's not getting paychecks, but mm. you know, I'm I'm just saying, I th- you know, he seems to actually kind of care. Um, Genuinely care about yeah the role in Spider Man in general. Yeah, and he does make a pretty good Spider-Man from what I'm aware. Definitely. I agree, yeah. Or they can just get a different superhero that, um, I don't know. No thanks. Is sort of <laughs> similar. Like, no, yeah, repl- replace him with Blue Beetle or, uh, I don't Blue know. Blue Beetle is DC. Yeah, it's DC. Oh, comics. right, that is DC. <laughs> Man, um, but- are you talking about the game right now? Because I was thinking, uh, I was kind of reminded of uh, basically what Bandai Namco did back with Soul Calibur 2 and also Soul Calibur 4, where oh, they had yeah. different console exclusives for each system. Like um, in Soul mm. Calibur 2, you had um, Heihachi for the PlayStation version, Spawn for the Xbox version, and Link for the GameCube version, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I, re- I remember. Was. What was it? Four or five? Where like Xbox got like Yoda and like that was four. Uh, four. Yeah. PS4 mm-hmm. got PS3 got Vader. Yeah, but in that case, you could still buy the other console exclusives. Like on PS3, you could buy Yoda, which was also kind of scammy, but <laughs> that's yeah. another topic. Me of MK9, the Kratos from God of War was it just exclusive for PlayStation. Yeah. Exactly. But- Oh yeah, I remember that too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's see. Uh, you could get a a different version. You could be Spider Gwen on PC. Well, <laughs> all the Spider Verse characters belong to Sony, so that's not gonna. No, happen. Sony. <laughs> what about Squirrel Girl? Yeah, that's possible. Squ- yeah. <laughs> Spider Man replaced <laughs> with Squirrel Girl. <laughs> I don't know how well that would go over, honestly. Headline: Squirrel Girl. How did this happen? <laughs> Considering Squirrel Girl is like a really minor character, yeah, that I didn't even know about until I kind of looked up Squirrel Girl. Um, I mean, they could possibly fill his role with a lot of different characters. And when the Civil War movie came out, the plan initially was to have uh, Black Panther fill uh, Peter Parker's role, basically, because they weren't sure whether they could secure the rights or not. So um, they have a lot of options because the roster in marvel comics is <laughs> gigantic basically yeah but um the issue is that all of the choices that come to mind would be available for the playstation version as well because how are you going to make a marvel character a microsoft exclusive for example right. uh i don't know disney they'll find a way <laughs> nope Probably not, because they would have to sell a right to a certain character, and if Microsoft yeah. isn't biting, then they can fill Spider-Man's shoes, but Sony's going to want a piece of that cake as well, and as long as it's not an exclusive character, why would the developers of the game say, nope, you're not getting him? Mm, and it's going to turn into a whole problematic ordeal, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Um, on a more positive note, uh, the Troy All Human remake did really really well sort of we talked about this last week how um you know the reviews from people can differ from reviews from publications because it hit top three in uk charts of uh most bought games in like the last month which is incredibly impressive it definitely is yeah good for them 
not much else to say about that, I guess. Personally. I wonder how many of those buyers and, and fans are fans of from from the olden days, basically, who played mm. the originals, and how many are newcomers, because that would be really interesting to know. That is true. Yeah. Know. Yeah, get some perspective from people that are completely blind to the series as a whole and some perspective on people that have played the original. Because especially with this with this franchise, I wouldn't be surprised if nostalgia is very a very important factor. For sure. That's the one reason I want to get it. I think it is just a good game after all, though. Yeah. When was the uh, original one released? 2007 or something? I thought it was before uh, then. The... Yeah, it was, it was definitely it was on the PS2. I know because I played it there. <clears throat> yeah, uh, it was made in 2005. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think it was 2005. Yeah, it was. I remember. It was I, yeah, I was just transitioning into middle school before I even like heard it coming out. So it was a while ago. Yeah, it was. But I'm glad that it sold well because again, I really want to see the sequel and potentially uh, a third game in the series. Same. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to do what they did in the first one and make the second one just have a, um, you know, they're going to put some uh, cut content into it. That would be awesome. Like, it's not a huge thing, but it's, I think it's cool. I hope they take sort of the re-reckoning route with the second one because mm. there were a lot of balancing issues and um, just quality of life issues. Because I know in the first game, and it was always a pet peeve of mine, why I pretty much just stopped playing like it's in. In the first game, you can like fling a tractor at someone and they'll like die in Ragdoll. But yeah. in the second one, you can just, and I know I've talked about this, but you mm -hmm. can fling them off a 50 story building and they'll just get up after they hit the ground. Like that was so <laughs> disappointing. Yeah, I was talking to my roommate about it because I didn't remember that. And he confirmed it. He's uh, He said the same thing you did. He, he thought it was annoying. I hope that they, uh, yeah, they do that as well. Make it so it kind of makes sense. You fall off, you die. <laughs> yeah. I thought so, at least. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But uh, unlike THQ Nordic and Destroy All Human, uh, you know, one of the weirdest crossovers is Transformers and World of Warships. Yeah, that kind of surprised me when I heard that, honestly. I've never played World of Warships, but I know a couple people that do. It's fun, fun sounding, but um, yeah, it's really weird. I wonder what incited that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, looking at the Transformers and what they are and what they do, it this does make sense from the Transformers side, but I'm not sure how much <laughs> sense it makes for the World of Warships fans. Yeah. yeah. I mean, historically, from what I'm aware, Transformers have mainly been cars and planes. There has maybe been a boat once. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, boats are not like a big Transformer thing. That's why I was kind of personally surprised. Maybe over. maybe it's maybe it's regular aircraft carriers with transformers on top. <laughs> maybe, although I don't think it's a warship. It's a game called World of Warships, mm -hmm. and a, an aircraft carrier is not technically a warship. So, yeah, schooled oh, man. I was... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm but no. but, it's not um... like they didn't have uh, aircraft carriers in wartime. So, <laughs> I was no, more did. so they intrigued. Did. The... I was more so intrigued with the uh, options that they actually, not the options, the uh, characters the, from the show that they've implemented. I think it was, um, they have uh, Optimus Prime and they have, uh, what's his name? Um, da, 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 uh, Rumble, which I thought was weird. I believe his name was Megatron. So I was just wondering, I, I didn't look into it, so I don't know. I'm Megatron, wondering how they okay. can make that work. It's not weird for Megatron because Megatron at one point was a gun. 
<laughs> like he wasn't Fair a vehicle. Enough. He just was a gun. Doesn't Fair make enough. it not weird, but not weird for Megatron. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, Mega, Megatron's that, been a lot of stuff. That is true. I didn't even think of that. I'm Megatron's just surprised. Been, no, go ahead. Megatron's been like a hippo or something like that in Beast Wars. Oh yeah. Beast Wars, Beast Wars was cool, but man, was that a weird series? Yeah. Yeah, and it, it didn't of... age well. The special effects looked terrible. They looked really yeah, horrible. Really and bad. I used to think, when I was a kid after and watched it after school, I used to think, this is amazing. But looking back, not so much. Right, yeah, oh, looking I'm back sorry. at he, it. He's a T-Rex <laughs> slash dragon, not a hippopotamus. <laughs> Even though I mean, these days it kind of looks like a hippopotamus. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you for being confused, especially with the graphics and the way they present it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... I'm just honestly surprised that they chose the um, Autobots and Decepticons that they did choose. But I guess to be fair in their defense, like you were saying, there's not very many other options. There's not a lot of other options in terms of uh, bots that would transform into boats or, you know, be yeah. associated with the aquatic nature of the game, I guess. Oceanic well, is probably better. I will say the play, the Nintendo 64 fighting game was pretty good. Yes. Never played for that. Beast Transformers oh, yes. Beast Wars. Yeah. Oh, so good. I played so much of that. Yeah. It's up there with um by my opinion, it's up there with the um the Godzilla fighting game for the PS2. I know it's a little bit after, but both of those games I loved a lot more than I feel like I should have. <laughs> Why? Well, I mean anyone can enjoy what they want. I don't <laughs> care. Enjoy your Godzilla, it's cool. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's just looking back. It's the same thing as what Manos was saying. It's like looking back at it, it's like really cheesy. It's a good yeah. kind of cheesy, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, same with Power Rangers and a lot of other things that came out around that time. So <laughs> go, go, Power Rangers. Yeah. I don't know. There are some seasons of Power Rangers, like the very first one, that are pretty timeless. Mm -hmm. So true. Like, uh, like they, they had so little in terms of special effects that they like didn't have any. So they use like practical effects, which still look pretty good to this day. Yeah, especially the real props and all that stuff. Some yeah. of the, the I like the smoke effects and the, the mini explosions. <laughs> 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 it just added such pizzazz to the experience. Just beautiful. And to be fair, the explosions back then look way better than they do in the Batwoman show. So, <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, definitely. But uh, talking about the Transformers slash Beast Wars fighting game, I kind of want a remake to a very old game that I've been playing way too much back in the days, which is called One Must Fall. I don't know if anyone knows that. It's a robot fighting game, which was uh, fucking amazing. <laughs> I bet, man. Tra Transformers has, some, has had some good games over the years. Well, uh, One Must Fall isn't a Transformers game, though. Oh, okay, that's true. I you're, was thinking fighting, about... you're fighting in, in giant mechs and uh, the the stages have environmental traps like there's an electric cage where if you hit your opponent uh, towards mm. the wall, they get shocked and there are spike traps in other levels and all the different robots have different themes like there's one who can um, turn into a shadow or let his shadow fight you or something like that and there's one that's called Pyro that has uh, flamethrowers attached and all that stuff and um, what was especially amazing for the time, because I think this game came out in like 95 or something like that, or 97 maybe, um, you could customize your the, the, the visuals at least of your, of your bots, and the uh, campaign mode had some real 
um, which was considered a deep story for the time for a fighting game. Excuse me. That is true. Hmm. Interesting. Is um uh, when you say giant mechs, did you mean um like is it similar to uh like Gundam that type of a deal? Um, it's or it's similar. It... In in between the missions, you can repair the damages on your on your mechs, and you see the little workers running around on scaffolding. So, um, they were really really huge, like uh, fifty stories. But um, when you were fighting, you didn't notice it because it was just like Street Fighter or something like that, but with mechs. So uh, it was also it, it it was only visible in between in in the cutscenes where the robot was being repaired and worked on. Oh, yeah, I, I would say though, really uh, cool. I know that um, Transformers has switched hands in terms of publishing, so that could probably be one of the reasons you get uh, seasons of varying quality. Beast Wars was not well received but then pretty much when, when they went back to actual robot transformers it went was well received again yeah it makes oh, sense yeah, actually that. that game one must fall 2097 it's it's called was released in 1994 by epic mega games wow epic mega games wow yeah exactly it was like Jeez. an edgy teenager kind of name <laughs> what system was it on it was on pc and dos on dos okay so dos Oh, the DOS. Good old DOS. DOS. Yeah. <laughs> you remember DOS? My old job used to use DOS for some reason. 20, 2019 still using DOS. <laughs> yeah, there are actually still places that do, like uh, State Farm and Lowe's. Mm -hmm. Right, which is so... DOS. Yeah, it's so surprising to me. But I guess it makes sense. I mean, it's DOS. Yeah. Easy to use. Now, I'm glad but, that we have SPOBs here on this particular podcast because i wanted to talk about the upcoming warframe dimos heart update Ooh, uh which pops. yeah and it has a special warframe that the community designed and it's like a frankenstein warframe in that it's made out of pieces of other warframes hmm. sick yeah. <laughs> yeah that's interesting now so spy what you might think i have not really looked into this very much but you're a Warframe. resident Warframe correspondent. Well, <laughs> you're a couple of years too late for that. <laughs> I see something here about building mechs in it now, though. That's cool. I just hope it gets fleshed out more than the Arcwing. Well, that's what I was going to say. Warframes, and the reason I don't like it so much anymore, is every every big update, they add some other gimmick, whether it be Arcwing, Railjack, a lot of content that is very important and grindy for a month or two, and then it's completely forgotten by the next update, and you'll never touch it again. Yeah, man. I remember Arcwing. I was playing at that point, and I was like, oh, that's cool. What can I do with it? And it's like, you get two missions with Arcwing. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can also use it on the Planes of Eidolon to get around faster. Well, yeah. That, I mean, it's, it's how a gimmick, like Bubblehead. Yeah. And plus, for for in order to use it on the planes of Eidolon, you had to craft the uh, item which uh, with which you could uh, summon them. So, and they were limited, so <laughs> you have to recraft them every time. That sounds awful. Yeah, sounds like a bunch yeah. Of you you get like fast. I believe you get twenty charges when you craft that item, so you can summon your archwing twenty times before you have to build another one. Thankfully, they changed that. It's infinite now. Good, oh, that's good. That sounds awful. Yeah, it was. Really bad. Yeah, I mean, 
Spobbles was is is pretty much on point with that, uh, at least from my point of view, because Warframe is one of those games that I love and hate and love to hate, <laughs> because um, I have I yeah. have uh, I've had this on-off relationship for, for, with it for the longest time, because every time you get back to it, it feels like a different game basically for a little bit, because so much has changed and so much has been added, and then you play it for a month or two, and then you kind of feel burnout out by the grind again and stop for, I don't know, several months and then rinse and repeat, basically. Right, and back at it again. This, there's a new resource that you didn't have before, so you can't choose your old stockpiles. You have to find something new, start from scratch. More grinding. Every, every time, every update. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Hmm. It's like you thought you were prepared? Oh, boy, get ready for another month. Yeah, pretty much. So we're kind of excited pointed on that, I say. <clears throat> yeah, or like spouts don't really care much about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess, I, I guess. I think I got I, my fun out of it. I bet I know something that Spobbles is looking forward to Halo Infinite multiplayer being free to play. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't like the Infinite Pro though. <laughs> I love how the the what is it like the Covenant gorilla sort of guy just became like a meme for like two weeks because oh, yeah, the brute. Yeah. yeah, 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 the brute. Yeah, because <laughs> he just looks so weird. Poker face. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just like I, I'm, I, I, I'm kind of mixed on it. Like I like the idea of them having something, you know, a Halo game free to play, as it gives people more, you know, accessibility to the game. Just uh, you can see the quality dip and all the other, you know, all the other things that they've. Uh, subtracted from the original games and uh, I do kind of like uh, the grappling hook. Reminds me a lot of Blo- Bulletstorm is a game I enjoy. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah with, that... the, with the difference being that in Bulletstorm you control a regular weighted human so <laughs> it makes a bit of sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man. How, how much does does Master Chief wear uh, weigh wearing uh, his armor? Oh god like much. yeah like 500 <laughs> tons or something like that. I don't know what it translates to but it was like 500 yeah, it's it's lot. insane. So that must be a very strong grappling hook and very strong terrain, is what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, I guess hook, so, man. It, it didn't look like the think. physics were very. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Yeah, how a how a little jutting out piece of metal can support 500 uh, hmm. tons of metal jutting uh, jettisoning itself up a. I mean, uh, because of it. I mean, uh, as long as it's fun to play, it shouldn't really matter too much. But I know, just know that there will be fans who don't really buy into the idea of the Master Chief doing that. On the other hand, he shouldn't be able to jump without leaving severe marks on the ground. So, um, yeah, you have to you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit either way. So, yeah. well, I know the way they the way they excused that in the original Halos was that. Um, the planets that you visited lower gravity, gravity or something. Yeah. So te- technically, it wouldn't be that bad. But considering you're back on like you, you seem to be on an Earth-like planet with an Earth-like gravity. You should definitely be leaving. But uh, Halo Two was uh, on Earth for the most part, right? Yeah, yeah. Some of it was. Also, some also, was, if the yeah. if the gravity yeah, was. was reduced on the other planets, like on the rings, then shouldn't the enemies be flying off like? <laughs> Right. Oh, maybe they're 500 tons too. Right, or your Marines. Well, what about your ally Marines? Shouldn't they be able to do some sick lunges? 
So in other words, um, to sum it up, suspend your disbelief, have fun. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, because my, my only concern is that because they're taking it a whole new direction. I always get worried if they're going to ruin it in some form. I can suspend my belief for a lot of different things. You know what I mean? Gameplay mechanics. Just, I don't know. They've decided to go the free-to-play route, the graphics. I mean, one of the enemies became a meme, so... You know that this is going to be amazing one way or another. I just hope that it's the uh, good kind I'll want to play it over and over again. Amazing. <laughs> not the, not that I have fun with it five minutes and then, uh, okay, that was fun. And the problem is, is that the enemy that became a meme, it wasn't like in the Avengers movie where it was like the giant dragon centipede metallic thing that <laughs> yeah. like came across the building chasing Iron Man because that was a meme by how awesome it was. No, it was a meme by how terrible it was. Yeah, the comedic effect of it. And they weren't even, the best part is they weren't even trying to make it funny. It was supposed to be serious, you know, get into the immersion of the game trailer gameplay. And they made it a joke. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, but non nonetheless, I can't wait to play it. I mean, to be fair, without someone pausing at the exact right time and making it a meme, most of us wouldn't have noticed. Until the game came out and we all walked up to the guy and he looks like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Assuming that the game will still look the same when it's finished. Yeah, that's, that's, true. that is true. Because a lot of people don't consider that, that the gameplay, in some cases, it's usually, in most cases, it's usually beta. Like it's not final, you know, not a final product. They're just showing a proof of concept, so to speak. So, yeah, there's that too. I see yeah, that. definitely. It was a big show and they knew the graphics were going to be judged. Like That's gameplay also games, you can understand, but the graphics were pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> which is why I was surprised they didn't try to upscale in some form or another to, you know, at the very least try to sell it better. Especially since everything that's coming out of a Microsoft show should be advertising the Series X as well right now, right? So graphics look should 4K. be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. 120 frames per second. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 480p, 120 frames a second. Yeah, 480p. <laughs> that, that 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 saddens me. <laughs> yeah. At least we got a meme. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it was a worthwhile meme, though. It's pretty much dead at this point. But yeah. Hey, you got people talking about Halo Infinite. So one hey, way or another, honestly, they want... yeah, better than a marketing campaign. <laughs> right, they, they just pay for it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. People just know about it now because of it, the meme. Like they, yeah, they didn't even have to pay a cent for that. Exactly. People are like, her, her, look at Brute. <laughs> and yeah, like, what game is this? It's kind of like, you know, how GTA used to be in back in the day. Like, it's better to be in, or the old saying, it's better sometimes to be infamous than famous. Mm. That was uh, basically what made the original Fallout games successful, right? They didn't care too much about anything because they were a small studio. So it was even possible, which... Um, I mean, many many players criticized Fallout 3 for the little lamplight mission where you weren't able to achieve your goals being the kids, which is absolutely ridiculous because if you had killed them, yeah. you wouldn't get in there either anyway, but that's a different topic. <laughs> um, mm. But they the, the people complained about that because in the first two Fallout games where they didn't care too much and weren't funded by Bethesda, uh, you could actually kill children in the game. It was kind of that... Um, we 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 don't care about it, so the games are infamous. Yeah, right, right. It's like screw yeah, it. True enough. I mean, on one one front, I can understand where they're coming from, but on the other front, uh, of all the things to complain about, you're complaining about the inability to murder children. 
Yeah, so immersion breaking <laughs> because all the players who complain about it apparently kill children in real life. Like, I want to yeah. kill kids. <laughs> like, what? Uh, yeah. That's going to yeah. be an interesting soundbite that I'm going to isolate just to humiliate. Yeah, definitely. Oh, Club God. Club 2020. We like to kill kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be positive. Oh, um, so positive. <laughs> yeah, Plubbles is regretting <laughs> being on the podcast now. Dang. <laughs> just, just a little uh, bit. <laughs> uh, so, it was just revealed recently that Assassin's Creed Valhalla will have a charisma stat, which will affect what kind of dialogue options you get with NPCs. Hmm. When you say charisma stat, do you mean there's, um, are you implying there's going to be factions? Things like that? Like different, uh, I'm not sure how to word it. Like, uh, depending on who you help more, you'll be able to. Is it going to be like that? Oh, no, it's it's not a reputation. It's more like, um, I don't know. Have you ever played D&D levels? Yes. Okay, yeah. So, like, it's like a b- charisma bard. Oh, okay. I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you can make people like you more just by being more charismatic in terms of points. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, what a, what a groundbreaking new feature. It's only <laughs> been in, a, in an RPG system for the last 40 years. Yeah. Feels like that, yeah. It'll be interesting to see it implemented in Assassin's Creed, I suppose. At least they're adding something new and doing something a little different. I mean, I'm still looking forward to Valhalla, and um, we can make a lot of fun about it, and I think Ubisoft kind of deserves it. But um, at the same time, uh, well, not much they've revealed for the game so far has been groundbreaking or innovative in any way. Um, And it feels like they're trying as hard as they can to move away from what Assassin's Creed actually is, because it feels like they're moving more towards classic uh, action RPG. I'm still kind of looking forward to see what they do with it, because the game does mm-hmm. look interesting and looks like fun, so yeah, yeah let's see. I was I was all for it until I saw Watch Dogs, and then I was like, <laughs> that looks way more fun, and it's coming out sooner, so... <laughs> It's like, yeah, sorry, the pocket's going to be a little light <laughs> on the release yeah, exactly. of Valhalla. <laughs> yeah, basically. Because I was, yeah, was kind of hyped for Valhalla, and then Watchdog Legion actually did mm-hmm. something pretty different and blew me away. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I might actually not get it right away, and I might just look at Legions instead. Just do that right. And I mean, we know of at least one person who's not going to get it right away who's on this podcast because he still has to play the other Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> and I'm the yeah. other person that you didn't know Yeah, about. Plebbles. <laughs> exactly. I wasn't talking about TFX, who still has to play <laughs> Origins. and. <laughs> <laughs> I only played part of the first one. It's not that I don't like the game. Oh, I it was right. It was Plebble. Yeah. <laughs> Just guess. like the spaghettis. <laughs> yeah, you got the spaghetti right. Now we got that right. You sure you sure that that wasn't a joke what you said before and you sure you don't actually have cameras in here? <laughs> Maybe. Wait, are the spaghetti's actually on the last podcast because if not nobody's going to get that reference. <laughs> Which is what I mean. It was. I think it was. If it wasn't disregard. <laughs> it depends on whether Manos chopped it out. Fair enough. <laughs> if, if, no, if I think it was it, I think it was before we started recording the podcast. So, um oh, yeah. because because Plebbles was still making his food, so we did start a bit later. All right, so for our confused listeners, we joked about 
level. No, 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 don't maybe. give it away. It will be in the outtakes. <laughs> oh, okay, that's right. We are watch for a special episode then. For a yes. special episode. You'll, then you'll, the outtakes. <laughs> you'll finally get the spaghetti reference. <laughs> of, We're establishing lore. Devils in the details lore. <laughs> lore. <laughs> Why? You're making lore now? Oh Please. man, we're man. This is like the worst lore to have. Spaghetti. Speak for yourself. Uh. <laughs> oh, I mean, um, there's a YouTuber that I know of, actually a streamer on Twitch, where um one of his characters is meat. It's just like a yeah, vine sauce. Yeah. So I mean, if he could do it with something like that, I mean, why can't we do spaghetti? <laughs> hey, there's already a spaghetti monster, so. That's true. Hail. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so Xbox Game Pass, it, uh, the streaming comes to Android, but it is blocked from the Apple Store, surprising no one. Hmm. I mean, at this point, the studio is dead. Yeah. yeah. So uh, before we keep going on this topic, hmm. thank you, Spobbles, for joining us. Uh, go get some good rest. I know you're in a very different time zone from us, and it's like, Five in the morning, maybe ish. Seven. Set. Oh, <laughs> yeah, if you haven't slept Jeez. that, then you need to go to bed, man. So good night, Bobbles. Yeah. Right, good night, Bob. Yeah. Good night, Bobs. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having. Me. See you later. See ya. Okay. So, so oh, yeah. So, the Xbox Game Pass streaming thing coming to Android, and even Microsoft is like Apple Y, and Apple's just like, mm. but basically. <laughs> It might be the the reason might be that uh, Apple. I know there was that big controversy lately where they took they made the this one popular email app named like Hello. Hello. Um, yeah, they define they made it popular. So, I never heard about that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Don't know. Well, it's only on iOS. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah. So, I guess it was popular like really popular, but they had subscriptions on their own site. So Apple didn't get any of it of the <clears> money. Cause usually they take 30% off of all in store purchases. Mm -hmm. But, um, so Apple decided to retaliate and get it so that they couldn't update their app anymore and it would <laughs> eventually break soon. So there was a lot of big controversy. So I wonder if this is sort of part of it because Microsoft has you paying outside of the Apple store. Basically, oh, you, you, and they're not getting a cut. They don't want it on their store. That's which, petty. Yeah, which I understand from their perspective that they feel they're entitled, but that is very petty, yes. I mean, yeah, the whole definitely. affair from both points of view. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's an interesting topic. Yeah. Um, but if you've got Game Pass, the streaming, I believe, is free right now. Uh, you know, it's free edition. So I guess if you're on your train commute, and you can't bring PC with you, uh, definitely check it out, get a Bluetooth controller or something. Um, besides that, we've got Baldur's Gate 3 is sadly no longer going to be an August release, and there will be more news in August 18th, which saddens yeah, me. Not a big surprise. I mean, it's, it saddens me too, but it's not a big surprise with what's going on at the time. Most yeah. things yeah. get delayed unless they're pretty much wrapped up already, so... Yeah, it's kind of kind of to be expected, but yeah, disappointing them. Yeah, though I do have to say that I I pretty much trust Larian's judgment, considering the great, wonderful RPGs that they've crafted these days, and how sure. user, how user like consumer 
friendly, consumer focused they are, considering that Divinity Original Sin 2 um, got a gift pack with like little DLC quests like three months ago. Um, even still, and the game's been out for like years now. So I trust them yeah. to make a good product and that the delay was worthwhile. Yeah, fair enough. Luck for them. Yeah, and to be honest, I'd rather them delay it if they feel they have to anyway, because then the final product has more time to be better. I know it's exactly. not guaranteed to be that, but usually when someone has more time to do something, the end result's better. So Yeah, though I did kind of respect how when they showed off their hour of gameplay, it wasn't one of those like lame uh slices, they call them, where hmm. it's like a, a fine-tuned build, you know, everything's perfect. No, they just like booted up a game save, and they were, you know, they just were like, "Yeah, that was a bug." So, so you know, it it felt nice because it, you know, it was real. It was not one of those cinematic trailers or like, like I said, one of those overtuned like E three trailers you sometimes get. It was like just the director of the game just playing the game, even yeah, it's buggy which- state. Which has so many advantages. You can see how far they've gotten so far, and you can see that there's actually playable gameplay even with the bugs, and you can see that they're working on it. And it builds a lot more trust than it just works. <laughs> it just works. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So the next actually was a sort of a surprise how popular it became. Uh, Fall Guys uh, from Devolver Digital has quickly become its most successful game ever with uh, one and a half million players crashing the servers on the first day. I mean, it's pretty much inevitable that the devils yeah, play at, at one point together with as many of us as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched gameplay footage. I don't have the game yet, but it looks like so much fun. It does. It kind of looks like Mario Party, except without the board game part. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, because I really I've been looking at it too. I really want to get it, but I was waiting because I have other games I'm playing at the What's moment. What's the gameplay, anyways? Is like race it's, or it's sort of like a platform. It's got platformer controls, but they have all kinds of mini games. Like you've got soccer. It's basically like American Ninja Warrior, the game with uh, cute chibis, <laughs> but there's also um, Rocket League without cars in there. It's it's I mean, really weird part. to describe, but it's great. Yeah, that's one way to put it. <laughs> Yeah, but there's yeah. also this uh, that uh, Takeshi's Castle game where you have to run through several walls of doors, and only one or two of the doors are actually passable. Just thinking, fun fact about that: I believe only six people have actually completed it. Yeah, sounds about Takeshi's right. Takeshi's Challenge, yeah. I yeah, I, I tried it. I couldn't tolerate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's. I'm definitely looking forward to playing it. What caught my interest immediately was that Devolver published it. They also uh, published um, Enter the Gungeon, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Devolver are pretty great overall. Yeah. Yeah, Before I even saw gameplay of it, I knew I had to get it, but then decided against getting it at launch. But yeah, we definitely should play it at some time, all of us together. Definitely. I mean, for a great stream. I'm up for it. Devolver is crazy in that they love to buck the trends of you know typical video game culture because oh man i remember when they first announced that like their own e3 show and then it turned out to be like some crazy skit for like 30 minutes that was like 
super violent like oh man that was so fun to watch and there's like now this whole episode episodic saga like for the last four or five years plus the game is out on on steam it's uh yet another game from devolver digital that's not an epic store exclusive so that's another plus also true and it's also only twenty dollars so relatively affordable oh really i didn't know it was that cheap that's yeah yeah i mean definitely yeah um like you know a lot of these Indie games sometimes get really, really expensive, but yeah, this one no, just twenty dollars. I mean, and it's a, it's it's a party game. You wouldn't have gotten away with sixty dollars, but they no, would, yeah, probably true. would have gotten away with forty dollars, especially with how popular the game is right now. So yeah, kudos. but yeah. I, I I think it also kind of helped with its explosion into popularity because it is so affordable. Yeah, it, fair it, enough. It, it hit that perfect middle ground because like. I don't I don't know what it is, but there's this this whole like psychological thing where like people will not pay they'll wait until something goes on sale if something's more than like twenty dollars. And so by putting it as like less than twenty dollars, people were more willing to buy it and uh, with their friends and stuff, because they're like, Oh come on, dude, it's only twenty bucks, you know. Like three cups of coffee. So, oh I see. Part and of that the, in turn yeah, that in turn has them telling other people, oh, it's such a good game, you should get it, and then thus multiplying their sales. I mean, that's actually the strongest marketing technique you can get. I mean, like I said, it's some, like I said earlier, the proverb, uh, sometimes it's better to become infamous than famous, basically, as long as you get word of mouth going between friends. Yeah. Oh, man, you're golden. That's true. Like, that's like, that's like the ultimate marketing technique, or I guess should mm. say ultimate marketing success. Yeah, he's taking yeah. notes. <laughs> it yeah. reminds me of uh, Terraria, because Terraria, uh, to my knowledge, I stopped playing it after um after a little while. But to my knowledge, they actually had all of their updates free of charge, yeah, which I thought was amazing. I thought that was outstanding because it's something that I've I rarely ever see. You know, yeah, it's, it's always charge DLC. You know, he wanted the the developer. I think it was he wanted to ensure that it was sort of like a. Like an older style game, like you know, none of that pay as you go, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, though the game was also it had a rough uh, history. I mean, interestingly enough, uh, hmm. learning about learning about it was pretty interesting. Basically, it got leaked by a beta tester, um, hmm. and so the way to do damage control is they just released the game and that beta point, and then basically just made a finished game later. Smart. Yeah. Yeah, it really worked out for them. I mean, it sold a lot of copies. Really good. Genius. Definitely. Yes, pretty much. Uh, so next up, we've got Mortal Shell. Its release date is August 18th, which is surprisingly close. Yeah. I thought after seeing it on the um, PC Gamer Show or whatever, it was going to be another couple of years until we saw it. But no, it's mm. just like two weeks later, and it's like, God, uh, release it. Yeah, my roommate was talking about it. I didn't actually see or hear much about it. Is it is it that Souls like style game? Yeah, it's it's like a Souls like, except the special edition is that uh, you can freeze your character in stone to into like block. Shell. Yeah, oh, into a shell. I see. Thank yeah, you. It, it got a lot <laughs> of pop. It was very popular. The demo on Epic Game Store. I I was just really surprised it uh, was coming out so soon. Yeah, it makes it seem like it's not been a beta beta test or a stress test or something like that, but <laughs> yeah. basically just a sneak peek. 
Yeah, right. it was it was kind of weird. At a pretty much finished product. Yeah. Uh, so that, another that game that I'm. Oh, what TFX? I'm sorry. That was that was finished. So the boss fight was half broken. Uh, uh, well, I mean, it can't it it can't have been that far from finished if they're releasing it, releasing it that soon. I, yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah. So, so you would game... disagree, TFX, because I haven't played it yet. Yeah. All right. So TFX agrees. Um, next up would be a game that just got a release date that I'm personally excited about. It's Necromunda Underhive Wars. Um, the release date September eighth. It's uh, a turn-based strategy, a la sort of XCOM, except um, sort of with a third-person perspective. Uh, and it's set in the gang-filled underhives, which are sort of like very gigantic apartment buildings that, yeah, can take up like a huge part of the planet. And uh, But there's always some sort of like nasty basement levels, and that's where the gangs hang out. And that's what this game is about. It looks it looks pretty fun. It's made by Focus Home Interactive. And, Sounds uh, interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. The, Foc- the trailer. But Focus Home Interactive is kind of infamous for buggy games at launch, right? Yeah, it's honestly true. I'm, Mordheim, the the developers behind this scheme are the developers behind Mordheim, um, and it is it was a pretty buggy mess and still kind of is honestly. So I'm hoping they. But it was kind of successful, so I'm hoping they learn their lesson and are, you know, able to still deliver a pretty good game. Hopefully, the trailers and screenshots look good. They definitely look good. It's so cool how you get to like send your guys on zip lines for free movement and stuff. Be so that way you like save some action, but also you know it's got the downside yeah. of well now you're like upstairs, your aiming is not going to be wonderful. Mm. Because you can't. Yes, I'm sure. It w- I'm. I hope it's not, but I'm sure it will be. <laughs> Good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, like you said, it's Focus Home. I love some of their games. They come out with great turn-based strategies, but um, oh they just do not Q and A enough. Next up would be Horizon Zero Dawn. Just got released. Uh, initially a PS4 exclusive. Um, it yeah. is very good. Um, but apparently the and the port are pretty terrible. Um, I, from my experience, I've just had frame dips, and it'll crash after exactly like three and a half hours of time. But other than that, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. So I, I seem to be in the minority, thankfully. Mm. So, like, um, oh, you go, you go first, TFX. I'm sorry. Like I've seen the reviews, and all of them were experiencing crashes, and especially the cutscene at like 30 FPS only sucks. Like the oh, worst geez. type of immersion breaking. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I haven't had that many issues, so I uh, I hope it gets fixed up soon. Um, because again, it's a great game, but uh, I I can't really provide too much negative feedback to port because my game runs relatively okay. I mean, I have to restart it every three and a half hours because it'll crash, but that's fine. The game has <laughs> auto saves. Yeah, you saying that gadget gives me a little bit of hope. Like, it's not a completely poor opt- um, optimization on their end, because if it works for you, it gives me hope that they uh, can still salvage and fix this up a bit. I mean, I've been yeah. hearing nothing but negativity about the port, but... Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously not the best port, but, I mean, it's not yeah. the worst port I've ever played. I've played some pretty terrible ports. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and, and <laughs> not going to lie, I'm going to give them some some measure of leeway because I'm just glad that those PS4 exclusives are going to get to PC eventually. And if that's a trend that's going to keep up, that's a great thing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, P- Persona 5 Royal, please. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I really I really want Persona 5 Royale because I'm going to get Persona 4 and play that. But man, do I want to play Persona Oh, yeah, definitely. Same here. But yeah, Bloodborne. as it stands, I... What's up? Bloodborne. And Bloodborne, Yeah, that yes. one too. Yeah. Ugh, they taunt me. They how much I want that game. <laughs> they taunt me with Death Stranding, and they taunt me with their Horizon Zero Dawns. They do not give me Bloodborne or the Persona 5. I should really replay Bloodborne on my Souls. PS4. <laughs> That's not confirmed yet. I'm still crossing my fingers and my toes. We could get it on PC, who knows? Also, yeah. that kind of rhyme. I doubt it. But yeah. <laughs> Don't crush my dreams. <laughs> um, and I'm and I and I mean of of all the ports so far, it looks like they've been uh, pretty good, even though they're kind of minor. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've like not a lot of them. They've seemed to be pretty good. I just hope that if they do stick with the route of sending more, allowing more games to be published on PC, I hope they also work on their optimization so there's not that many, you know, issues. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'd be, I'd be completely fine being one or two generations behind. Honestly, just like announce that they're gonna Same. do that, just so yeah. like it's not like Bloodborne, please. <laughs> I mean, financially, it works for them, I think, because they're not gonna be making much more money on the console anyway. So down I mean, the line, you know. I mean, no, definitely not. I mean, by the time they sell the port for PC to PC gamers, the system itself is like. Forty dollars in the game is like ten. But exactly. So yeah, it works so they, out for they them. And if they they sell the game for like sixty dollars, because it is these games are like sixty dollar price tag worthy, mm-hmm. um, on PC for the port, you know that's just more money they're making. Exactly. So I, I feel like it works out for them as well, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, and it's 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 bit. not a not just about the price tag because um, honestly, even if the console is 40 bucks at that point and the game is 10 who's going to buy that at this point that's true. I mean, yeah, it's, it's in it's an outdated system and people who have the pc are not going to buy the the outdated system even if it's cheap but they will buy the new game on pc exactly yeah, especially if it's optimized for pc with you know maybe some uh, new options you know some uh, amazing graphics things like that yeah mod support yeah, it, possibly it is Dude, really a shame awesome. It's really a shame that Horizon Zero Dawn's port ended up being so bad because they like completely like reworked the foliage system and the lighting and stuff for mm. PC. So the game looks really beautiful and apparently even better than on PS4, but it, you know, it's just getting trashed yeah. on right now. Even the same engine as Death Stranding. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I yeah, didn't me know neither. That either. Interesting. Wow. Well, that's huh. an interesting fun fact. Yeah, because I was going to say, one of the issues they're probably going to have down the line porting some games would be the engines, because uh, a lot of them, like especially with Ghost of Tsushima, I'm not sure what engine it's uh, using, but I can tell that they had to optimize it pretty much solely for that console, for the PS4. So I wonder if they were to ever port that on PC, how would they go about doing so? I know it's early to speculate that, but... Yeah, that's an interesting question. But I, I think until we see maybe an Injustice game coming to PC, we can't expect Ghost of Tsushima because Sucker Bunch 
um, well, they oh, yeah. have those older games, and they probably have their own engine since they've been in the business for a while. Right, hundred percent. Uh, yeah, I was just using it as a for instance. You know what I mean? It's just, just a, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Just a quick uh, listener clarification. Uh, Injustice is already on PC. He's talking about Uncharted. No, Infamous. <laughs> Did I say Injustice? Infamous. You said Injustice, yes. Uh, uh, I thought he said Infamous. <laughs> oh, okay. I must have just Whoops. heard it wrong. So Infamous, yes. Excuse me. Never mind. Whichever the case, yeah. <laughs> infamous 1 is such a good game. Yeah, really definitely. Is. 2 even is, is pretty great as well. And I actually love Second Son, despite its shortcomings, but the the worst gripe I have with that game is that your choices don't really matter that much because the cutscenes are always the same. I mean, your your brother Reggie dies at a certain point. Spoiler alert! Spoilers. Um, <laughs> but uh, no matter whether you chose the the good or the evil path, he's always going to tell you that he's proud of you. <laughs> it's like you've done lame. good. That's lame. <laughs> that is lame. Yeah. The and original? in the first two games, the the decisions mattered a lot more. Yeah, like I mean, the, in the first Infamous, you had to decide whether your girlfriend lived or died, and yeah, like true. the entire ending was based upon either your good or your bad meter. Same with your powers. Yeah, same, same for the second game. And in the second game, you could convert basically one of of two characters. One was a bad character that you could pull to the good side, losing the good character in the process, and vice versa. And that changed not only the gameplay and the story but it also changed your set of abilities because you learn new things from those characters that is pretty interesting so the next game i wanted to talk about was uh honey i joined a cult uh yeah sorry to interrupt but i have to leave so thank Aww. you guys for stream again as always thank you thank you for being here tfx we love to have you yeah, yeah thanks thank you. for joining us see you next yeah, time us. see you guys all right take it easy man so yeah, Honey, I joined the cult. It's a Team 17 game, aka the publisher of Worms. Um, and they just announced it, and it looks sort of like Prison Architect, except you're running a cult. It looks pretty mm. fun, and it was actually a gameplay trailer, which was kind of nice. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't hear anything I didn't about see that this game, actually. Oh, sorry. You go first. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I didn't hear anything about this game. This is interesting. But yeah, you yeah. go ahead, man. Yeah, I haven't seen that trailer yet. Um, I saw the name pop up uh, on the on the server today, but I haven't mm -hmm. dug into it yet because um, I haven't had the time yet. But it does sound really interesting. Yeah, and Prison Architect was an interesting game for sure. Uh, interesting enough, ever since Prison Architect got picked up by Paradox, it's been actually been developed further, and and of course DLC Paradox is wonderful, uh, sort of. Calling card. <laughs> calling card. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Calling card. But yeah, it actually adds a good addition. It makes the game way more fun. Hmm. Uh, some big news just came out. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 will be having a live stream on Monday. Really? Yeah, I just can't wait to see uh, how the game actually looks now. Because I know they just released that trailer about brain dancing. And then they talked about how they had to cut wall running. So I'm curious to see how the game has evolved in the past two delays. Right, how much is different? Yeah. I do hope that with it, with what they cut out, they add something you know else a bit more, uh, just to make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, or at least people... polished what's, what's already there. Because I know people <clears throat> yeah. were also sad about car customization being uh, cut. Yeah. 
I'm more so sad about the wall jumping thing, honestly. I mean, <laughs> like like we've said many times, I'm all for delays as long as they serve the game. But delaying yeah. a game multiple times to cut stuff out doesn't seem right. So not, I hope yeah. they can uh, can remedy that fact somehow. Yeah, maybe I that's agree. what the live stream will be about. The live stream will just be, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, we had to cut cars, but now we have hyper uh, brain <laughs> powers like telekinesis. Right, right. You get a jetpack now. You can fly to the moon. <laughs> yeah, that'd just, be kind of good. Just anything extra to, like, to replace what they took out, even if it's something smaller, at least you don't feel like you're being completely like ripped of the original experience. Okay, guys, you're all breathtaking. We're sorry we have to cut so much stuff out, but Lawrence Fishburne is in the game now. Honestly, <laughs> that would be worth it. I love Lawrence Yes. And I mean, people went nuts when Lawrence Fishburne showed up in... Uh, John Wick 2 alongside yeah. Keanu Reeves. So that's what I'm what I was getting at since Keanu yeah. Reeves is already in the game. <laughs> you never know. That might be their surprise one Monday. My you God, get if, I mean if, if it case... if it is, if they actually got Lawrence Fishburne in the game, which isn't that impossible and which uh seems plausible since he seems to be friends with Keanu Reeves. Um I was I would actually hope for it to not be leaked hmm. until the game is out. Yeah. Or yeah. or Lawrence and Lawrence Fishburne ends up being the second AI in your head that uh that is a corpo unlike the uh, anarchist Kinu. Oh yeah, that would be would be pretty interesting. Cuz right now be... right now from what I've seen in footage, I mean, why would you not want to go the anarchist route cuz you get more Kino Reeves? But <laughs> If it's like I gotta choose between Keanu Reeves, the anarchist, and Lawrence Fishburne, like the corpo, I'm gonna have a tougher time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, true. <laughs> just personally, <laughs> just personally. It's not a matter of morality. <laughs> no, it's like a truth that I want that I want Lawrence Fishburne to talk to. Me. But it's not yeah. a matter of morality at this point either, with Keanu Reeves already being there. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a matter of what's right and wrong. It's a matter of who I like more. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I would be very interesting to see. I think it would also be an interesting story element how, uh, you know, you're sort of like, sort of like how I guess, I and I haven't played the game, but uh, Senua's <clears throat> sacrifice kind of showed off um, delusions as sort of like a mental health condition. It'd be sort of like uh, Cyberpunk 2077, if you ended up getting more AI in your head, it'd be like uh, the mental condition of schizophrenia, so... Oh, so you mean Nicolas Cage is going to be in the game? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be the military. military um, because he would faction. be the ideal rogue slash nuts <laughs> AI. Yeah, that would be pretty funny. <laughs> that really would be. Oh, man. Yeah, so like that'd be pretty interesting because then you're like sort of schizophrenic. You don't know which mm -hmm. AI in your brain you want to side with, but because the others will be angry at you and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm I'm playing Green Hell right now because I plan on reviewing it, and um, there's a sanity meter in that game, and if you um, like get infected by worms or have leeches stuck to you for too long, your sanity um, decreases, and when it um, passes a certain threshold, you're gonna have um, all this 
um, illusions of uh, people attacking you. And if they hit you, you do get the damage, actually, and you can die from that. But if you fight them off, they just disappear and you have gained nothing. So that's yeah. an interesting mechanic, and I definitely would love to see that in more games. Oh, uh, oh and, and, and here it is. Like, and if, like, let's say you're hacking into, like, a corpo uh, head, headquarters and Lawrence Fishburne, I, I know we're saying Lawrence Fishburne, but the AI that is corpo in your head doesn't mm. like you, it'll block you from, like, hacking a door. <laughs> oh, that would be, that would be amazing. <laughs> that so really you're, would be. You're forced to try and placate them all if you acquire them all because, uh, yeah, because they all are, like, different factions. Don't want you messing with their faction stuff. But I'm probably just aircrafting. There's probably going to be nothing like that, but it'd be cool. <laughs> I personally would be happy if they added some type of like mental defragmentation as like a mechanic, but I doubt that. Yeah. Could sort of go along with the multiple AIs in your head. Mm-hmm. They start going crazy and you got to defrag them every once in a while so they don't wreck your yeah. brain. Yeah. You definitely awesome. see that. Yeah. So I can't wait until I'm going to watch that stream though. I can't wait. I will too. I mean, yeah, it same. looks really good. And I know sometimes like cut content with the project CD Projekt Red will come back later in DLC. If I mm-hmm. remember correctly, they wanted the uh, Blood and Wine expansion to be in the base game, which is why it was so large. But due to time constraints and budgetary constraints, they had to cut it. Um, Sounds and reasonable, yeah. Brought Makes it back sense. later. So mm-hmm. maybe some of the cut content they're talking about will show up in like a new area of the city in a DLC. Right, right. Which would be nice if they did that. And looking back at CD Projekt Red's DLC politics, that would be very consumer friendly, basically, because um, mm-hmm. they're just giving away the stuff. Yeah, and I mean, and their their expansions are definitely worth it too. Very like true. Yeah, whole other mini game, basically <laughs> within the game. Right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone is now 227 gigabytes in space. (laughs) Shrug. It's a quarter of a terabyte almost. That's a lot of space. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's pretty insane. But I don't personally play the game, but oh man, I pity anyone who does because wow. I pity anyone who does and has to reinstall it for whatever reason. Oh yeah, (laughs) the files corrupt for some reason after yeah after a power storm and files corrupt and now you've got to reinstall 227 gigabytes of data right and because there's so much data for it it's so much easier for it to get corrupted <laughs> then to top it all off if you're running wi-fi or if you have terrible internet gg oh my man <laughs> yeah that would be awful yeah i can i can join you in the game in like three weeks three weeks <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three weeks, maybe four. You know, depending on how much my cat knocks the cord out of the modem. Yeah, well, I'll depending, let you know. <laughs> depending on how many updates get released in the meantime. Oh God, that's yeah. true. Every update has added like multiple gigabytes of additional required storage, so you you might be stuck in like downloading purgatory. Yeah, because... download limbo. Oh yeah. Every time you get more of it, they release a big update again, and then you have to download even more. <laughs> You're just like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why you be, do this? <laughs> that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it, it then, when you, then when you're finally about to be done, you realize your hard drive is full. Oh, God. <laughs> that is the ultimate pain. Yeah. It's like, gosh, that, shit, hurts, gotta... that hurts me right here, you know, right in the heart. I got to yeah, uninstall I five other games to play this Call of Duty game. 
<laughs> Sacrifices yeah. must be made. Now, there was some big news this week. Uh, Rock City Studios, the developer of the Arkham games that brought sort of Batman games into the forefront again, even though everyone loves that SNES game. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> ha Yeah, Rock City Studio announced that they are going to be doing a Suicide Squad game. Oh, dope. That is pretty awesome. And they are yeah. going to be having a stream about it revealing the game on august 22nd i mean this mm. is the first i've heard about it and i already like it more than the suicide squad movie so great <laughs> oh um burn <laughs> yeah yeah maybe it'll be sort of like arkham city where it's like open world uh but you get to choose between different uh characters to fix problems a la lego star wars style yeah i can yeah, definitely I mean, see that yeah That'd there's be a lot fun. of routes that could go with it yeah like dead, you pull Deadshot out in uh, combat situations, or like if you need to fit into a small space, you send Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. If it's a cult, it's Chantress or whatever, you know. Right, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. According yeah. to uh, Jason Schreier, the uh, excellent journalist who recently left Kotaku for I think Forbes Gaming, uh, and has insider information on a ton of projects basically said that the Court of Owls game they were hinting at was going to be a Damian Wayne game, but yeah, it, either, it either got cancelled or re- remade, so they, basically this is going to be the, the next Rocksteady game instead of that I mean, one. I mean, I still want someone to pick up that Gotham by Gaslight game. I don't know that. Yeah. What is that? There was um, a oh, third yeah. person... I guess action RPG. I'm not quite sure, but it was like mm-hmm. this cyberpunk um, Victorian English version of the Batman franchise, which was basically a bit like Arkham City from what I could see on the screenshots, but in a different setting. It looked very interesting and very great and sadly got cancelled. Yeah, it's yeah. based off of the comic of the same name, Gotham by Gaslight. It's basically what oh, Batman okay. said. Yeah, it's supposed to be like everything is. Uh, if basically, if Batman was back there in times, you know, the industrial age, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, like Spider-Man Noir. Basically, yeah, it's probably the best comparison. Yeah. 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 Definitely. All right. So yeah, I I'm personally I just hope they bring in the uh, Nemesis system from the Middle Earth games because I really like it personally. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Great to system. And very underused. Yeah, you have to. Especially if they implemented a certain way into this game, that would be interesting. Yeah, like the gang leaders. Like you have to get like gang captains to get to the gang leader or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'd be so down for that. Yeah, that would be Recruiting like a Joker gang and he's got like laughing gas so he can like knock people out when you call (laughs) him or something. That'd be kind of cool. It would be. And they have more than enough villains, more than enough gangs to. I guess um, divisions like mob bosses to stuff like that to work with too. Yeah, so penguin. You recruit in in uh, in the game uh, when you're fighting penguin. You can recruit a penguin. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm just. I'm personally biased towards penguins, so I would definitely recruit the the battle penguin. <laughs> yeah, I can every, see that. Every time he attacks, he goes wank wank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know. He, like, I know. He does have uh, suicide penguin that are robotic. Yes. But yeah. So I'm excited to see what it's going to be like. I hope it's good. 
I hope it did mm. not have car sections because those were not well received in Arkham Knight. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna uh, if they're gonna go all in with the violence and blood and all that stuff. It is Suicide Squad after all. It's not Batman. Yeah, exactly. That's I mean, true. But uh, yeah, no, it's just because um, as of lately, they've been a bit more lenient towards it. But for the longest time, like even with like uh, Justice League versus uh, what was it? Um, Batman v Superman. No, 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 no. The game, um, Justice League Injustice? versus Mortal Kombat, I think it was. The, the... Oh, DC Universe versus Mortal Kombat, yeah. Yeah, there you go, that one. Yeah, they, they were very reluctant to have like fatalities for a lot of the characters, and they uh, had to censor exactly. a lot of the stuff, mostly because of DC being against, you know, in their media. I, hopefully they kind of loosened up. I haven't been paying too much attention to how they've been handling well, I mean... that. I mean, the Joker joined the Mortal Kombat universe two times already, so he does have his <laughs> his finishers, and he that does get killed in brutal ways. So, yeah, yeah. which is and, also uh, true. I didn't even think of that. Well, and I know that was kind of the problem that people oh, also, have with Ark. Also, sorry, mm -hmm. um, there are several um, cosplay <laughs> variations, basically, for Mortal Kombat 11. I found out, like Jackie Briggs has a. Harley Quinn um, DLC outfit, so that's yeah. interesting. kind of interesting too. That too. Um, yeah, I know that one of the reasons people were upset by Arkham Knight was because like Batman was like running over people and shooting them with supposedly <laughs> rubber bullets or something like that. Yeah, some BS like or that, some, which was completely out of character. So, but if yeah. by but mm -hmm. if we're the Suicide Squad this time. Um, you know, it's definitely going to be less of an issue because there are villains already. So if they kill people, it's going to be like whatever. It's not out of right. their character. If that, I, I think, I think it's going to cause an uproar if the Suicide Squad game doesn't include brutal murder. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because that was oh, one of the man. things that confused me too. Because um, like depending on it, it, it seems to depend on whoever actually publishes the game or actually makes it. I guess better, um, better way to put it. Because like Mortal Kombat, they were they're okay. The game's basically just about violence and blood. But then other games where it's just DC characters like Batman, they try to like sway away from the bloods and all, and you know all that. So it's almost like they're kind of okay with it, but they don't want to enforce it. Then their comics, they you know the Joker just does all kinds of crazy shit in the comics. So I don't know where they stand at now. Not to interrupt you guys, I just wanted to say that. No, no, yeah. Uh, I don't know if any, if either of you have played the Sniper Elite series, but I want a Deadshot X-Ray sniping. Oh yeah, that yeah. would work very yeah. well. That would, that be would so yeah. So sick. Yeah, that would be really so, sick. Another interesting piece of news is that at the PlayStation Four, um, sort of state of play event, they showed off a game called Aeon Must Die, but then following the next day all of the developers quit oh <laughs> oof well I, yeah big I, oof. I, I guess the the work environment was super toxic or something like that and i think at one point the ceo said something like if you if you don't come back the next day like don't come back at all and they're like that doesn't make any sense i'm quitting so, wow so wow, yeah, man. it seems like there was like a megalomaniac sort of what what developer the show. was that? Uh, so I don't remember the developer, but it was uh, published by Focus Home Interactive, and uh, 
needless to say, Focus Home is trying to distance itself a little bit from it because yeah. they're like, Makes sense. these mm. people be cray cray and we're just trying to publish a game here. These people yep. be cray cray. Makes sense. It does sound like to me like it's more on the developer side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Next up is the newest game from People Can Fly, which was the creators of uh, Bulletstorm. It's called Outriders. It's a third-person looter shooter with supernatural powers. It looks pretty sweet, honestly. Yeah, I'm very interested in that because I'm kind of... Um, I think I got a bit tired of Borderlands at this point. Mm, yeah. So having a similar game, but uh, in a different setting made by a different developer uh, with different kinds of abilities and definite, uh, obviously the the perspective uh, sounds interesting to me. I want some yeah. good old Bulletstorm violence in there too. <laughs> yeah, oh, that, that too, yeah. It is, I've yeah. never found an FPS as satisfying as Bulletstorm when you can whip a guy into the air, slam him back down, and then kick him <laughs> into a cactus. Oh, yeah. So cathartic. They also uh, published um, Gears of War Judgment, if I'm not mistaken, which is another most game that I the, think was really good. I mean, it wasn't... Gears of War? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like the greatest <laughs> Gears of War game ever, but, you know, I, I thought it was still a pretty good game nonetheless. I think Gears of War 4 is pretty terrible, honestly. Yeah, That's the only reason why I know who they are, because of Judgment. But yeah, that, that does sound pretty interesting. Honestly, I miss the bromance between Coltrane, woo woo, and uh, and like Baird and everybody else. I don't, I haven't played since like the third game, so I don't really know who the girl is. But I don't know. It doesn't seem to have the same sort of uh, ambiance, atmosphere, you know. Isn't yeah, she someone's daughter? I don't know that. I'm not I don't know. Man, it's weird at this point. I think she's like yeah. the granddaughter of Marcus Phoenix or something. Yeah, something like that. For what? Gears of War Four. Yeah, five, the the new five? protagonist. In five, yes, I'm not five. even sure. Yeah, I, I tried. I, I played a little bit of four. The game disgusted me because of everything, and I just stopped playing. <laughs> so I just, <laughs> That's a great uh, description. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it didn't need to happen in my like in my opinion anyway. Like basically, everybody already like th there's no locust. You know what I mean? It's just civilization being rebuilt. They had except, to shift it towards like everybody's fighting each other now. Except now there are locusts again. I mean, yeah. it's. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of the um, the PS4 exclusive Killzone game, where the Hellgast mm. were painted in a very, very different way, and not a lot of people liked it, and the game was very hated because the Hellgast now were refugees on on Earth and were painted as the victims, whereas in the first few games they were basically space Nazis. <laughs> right. It's like, how can you do that? No, it doesn't matter. They're refugees. They're we still need hated. to sympathize with them. <laughs> yeah, because, I don't because people that would kill us if, they, if we were on their side. <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically like a political statement. Like, man yeah. isn't as good as people think, and those are oh. refugees, and you should sympathize with them. And they are basically so, the victims, which makes sense in a different context, yeah. but not in this game series. So. Yeah. Yeah. I know, and then the locust became like. At first, they were supposed to be like alien or something like that, but then they were like weird mutated humans or something like that. And now there's like a third faction or something. I yeah, don't that's know. also weird. They, they made yeah. it too complex. Honestly, it's like when Halo brought out the weird, like mechanical enemies mm. instead of the Covenant. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They just made it too complex. Like mm. I just want the I just want the shooty, shooty <laughs> game, and I don't, I, I don't really want. 
I think the issue that they have though is um they're trying to make a new game with uh, a story that was already concluded in my opinion perfectly, yeah. especially in Halo Three. Like they had no need to keep going. Like I'm yeah, not going to be against them doing it, but so much Ka-ching! like <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there was if so the much like gameplay is solid. I, I'd be okay with it, even. But I'm sorry, guys. Go ahead. No, no. I was just saying, like, yeah, man. The ending of Halo Three was solid. I like it was pretty heartfelt, and you were like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, nope. <laughs> and by the way, you have a terrible companion for the entire game, who's gonna right. ride in your helmet and whine at. You. Best of luck, mate. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, the fourth one was not good. Uh. So we just have two more topics left. Uh, Doom Eternal DLC just had a first teaser. Um, oh. It looks neat. Uh, I've I have not yet played Doom Eternal, but it is in my library. Yes, but you really should. I yeah, I definitely want to. Just, yeah, same. Uh, I'm I'm I, madly in love with the game, and I haven't played it yet. But I have watched <laughs> do do the streams, and it looks so amazing. And I love the first soft reboot of the Doom franchise. And um, from what I can see, Doom Eternal is even better. But I don't have it yet. I have too big of a backlog, and but I so need to play that game. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Very very uh, cathartic experience, from what I can tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just it's one of those games so... where they took everything and then just like dialed it up to ten. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Okay, I I'm just sorry, worry. I just worry a little bit because, um, like this is sort of like the Bethesda way. You release a pretty good base game, or at least Bethesda these days. You release a pretty good base game, and then you mm-hmm. release an expansion that's utter garbage for a quick buck. So yeah, I'm just hoping it actually turns out to be something because they, <laughs> yeah, Bethesda. Ever since probably Skyrim, they have not had a good DLC policy. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it's been a little bit. Uh, it just seems like they've been just scrounging for a little extra, uh, extra money as opposed to trying to make a quality product. How long yeah. is it? Um, uh, how long has it been since Doom was released? Because I'm thinking that this DLC should have been announced a while ago. Yeah. Doom was Doom Eternal came out like late last year. Yeah, late last year. So I guess it's not too unreasonable. Yeah, plus the COVID delays, like, yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah for some um, reason, I thought it came out sooner. <laughs> or, mm, I mean, earlier than that, but... Hmm. Uh, and finally, the final topic is, in a financial report where with investors, Sega announced that it will try and port some of its console exclusives to the PC, as well as making games for the PC as well at the start of development. Because... Because Persona 4 sold really, really well, and whoever imagined that PC <laughs> gamers want to play games right. on PC. Yeah. On PC, yeah. <laughs> you just imagine the CEOs, they're like, wow, I, I can't believe it. It sold. <laughs> like, what did yeah. you think was going to so, happen? So Jeff was right. We didn't have to fire him. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Persona 4 Golden sold like 500,000 copies in like two weeks or something like that. Jeez. Um, yeah, which was insane numbers. Although it did help, it was twenty dollars, really affordable, and a lot of gameplay. Yeah. Um, but still, like, I, I just don't understand how these developers that mainly are doing console just do not see the writing on the wall that says PC is a viable platform. Right. I, I to mean, be fair to the developers, I think it's more of a publisher problem. Yeah, I mean, but like Sega is a big rights and all that stuff too. How, how, how did they not see this with like Capcom and? Other yeah, no companies. idea. 
they they like, basically have no excuse. Because Capcom yeah. has just released has been releasing the numbers and the finances this entire time, and is like, look, we just sold like two million copies of Monster Hunter World, and mm-hmm. our our stock went up like forty percent because we hit a completely new <laughs> underutilized market. Yeah. So, I don't know, mm-hmm. man. I just I just don't understand how the marketing teams have not noticed this yet that it's actually viable. Yeah, I th- I think it has something to do with uh, aside from the um, publishers and all. I think it has something to do with the fact that uh, they have to, like, you have to basically communicate with uh, everybody. And I know some people are just petty for quite literally zero reason, like the yeah. whole Capcom versus Marvel thing. I forget all the details, but I just know that uh, I think it had something to do with Disney. If I'm not mistaken. It's almost always Why the Disney. game. Yeah. yeah, so I'm not saying I'm since, not saying since that they it, own everything, it's only logical that they're yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard, right? But it might have something to do with that too. There just might be people, you know, on the inside that are, you know, what I mean, kind of opposed to it for one reason or another. Kind of like how Call of Duty always has a new game pretty much every year because they're trying yeah. to please their investors and they're kind of stuck having to do so. Plus, I know a lot of. Happy. A lot of the developers that have not quite caught on yet are mostly Japanese, and mm-hmm. I have heard culturally that Japanese are not big PC gamers, so they just don't sense. culturally have an understanding that the West loves PC games. Yeah, I mean, um, makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah, Sony, is, they, right? Sony is Japanese, so I think um, basically it's it's um, one of your one of your ground rights to ha- to own a Sony console, whether you can afford it or not. <laughs> <laughs> right you gotta live the Jap- japanese way because i know that like internet cafes arcade uh yeah. consoles are just really popular over there compared to america and yeah, other okay. Europe, western country yeah. so i hope this is i hope all these wonderful pc ports lately have mm-hmm. been the start of something great yes. um before we go i just want to get a quick uh thoughts on the humble choice that came out yesterday mm. i personally think it's very good for the value especially considering that uh for this month only they're giving you all the game if you buy like the premium package or have the classic plan oh interesting is it like a promotion or something they have going or is it just... yeah it's a it's a weekly promotion i'm sorry a monthly promotion they're having uh where mm. they it says at the top on a banner it says subscribe now for what month is this August, and August, you get yeah. all 12 games uh, for one price. And it's like, cool. Because I was kind of yeah. sad. I was I was actually going to miss one, and I actually had to make a decision, except Humble Choice uh, made it so that I didn't have to make a decision. Hmm. But yeah, it's got like vam- it's got Vampire, which I was waiting for for a long time. Yep. Uh, Wargroove, Call of Cthulhu. Uh, then we've got some THQ Nordic in Little Big Workshop. Uh, yeah. Team 17 in Genesis Alpha 1 Deluxe Edition and Automata Chef. And then we got some good indies like uh, the Coma 2 and We Were Here Too. Yeah, the Coma 2 looks interesting, man. It's one it of does, the reasons actually. why I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, I can't wait. That looks kind of cool. Yeah, honestly, this is a really good month, I think. I mean, there's a little bit of mixed in mixed bag in there a little bit. Like American Fugitive uh-huh. is considered mixed. And Genesis Alpha One is mixed, and Automata Chef is a little mixed. But honestly, yeah. considering you're getting like all the games and for a really great price, and 
I'm sure you can find some fun with the game. I think, yeah, uh, I think it's worth it. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah. Because even if you can't, you have all the other games. I mean, more than half of the games here are just outright great. Yeah, and I mean, I, it, it takes away from the title. Humble choice is not much of a choice <laughs> right now. You can right, choose to take all 12 games or not take all 12 games. Honestly, it's kind of humble weird. Give. Yeah, humble give. Uh, the 13th game, if you were subscribed last month into this month, was Wolves uh, of Midgard or something like that. Vikings Wolves of Midgard, which is sort of like a turn-based strategy game, sort of mixed mixed um, mixed ratings. But um, it's I just find it's kind of ironic how they spent all this time and research starting to do humble choice, and now they're like hiding things behind like surprise games. And like you get all the games, and they're basically devolving back into humble monthly bundle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, they went just, one direction, and they're going. I back. mean, I'm I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm yeah. Twelve games for for the the classic price is is amazing, and so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to complain. That's a dollar yeah, a sure. game. Because the classic price is like twelve, and even if you're going premium at like twenty, you're still getting like less than two dollars a game. So I just think it's pretty worth it. Oh yeah, for sure. Alrighty, that sort of wraps up this particular um, podcast. I want to thank Manos uh, for being here. Again, thanks for having me. Uh, one small thing that I would like to sort of announce um, yeah, is that, um, as listeners may have noticed, we didn't do the review roundup right now. Um, at some point, we're going to do review roundups in a separate podcast, which allows us to go into detail a lot, a lot more with the reviewer who did the review. So that's going to be interesting, hopefully. Um, we're not quite sure when we're going to do the first one yet, but that's something to look forward to. And if um, the, the Patreon does kick off, um, we might even do... Um, patron exclusive poll on which game we will cover first so yeah exciting um, all kinds of excitings yeah plebbles thank you for being here thank you for having me it was a pleasure and uh thank you very much to tfx and spubbles who had you jump off um due to real world stuff uh yeah. we missed them greatly but their contributions were immense uh, yeah. This has been a production of Devils in the Detail. We have a Steam curator under the same name, and our Discord invite link is discord.com forward slash invite forward slash capital M C capital G P X C capital U. Uh, thank mm -hmm. you very much for listening. I know that you took time out of your day, and I know the podcasts have been pretty long lately, so hopefully this one will be a bit shorter for you. <laughs> Uh, until the next time the devils are summoned again, we'll see you. I want to kill kids. <laughs>